This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 280. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on episode 280 we continue our look through the William Castle at Columbia box set. We are on box set number two. This has been released by Indicator and the movie we're discussing on this episode is 13 Frightened Girls. Myself and Derek will be reviewing that movie right after the first break. Before we get to that let's catch up with where we are Under the Stairs for this week. All starting here with your Monday episode. On Thursday you are getting a special bonus review of a Shudder exclusive Slacks. It's been out for almost two months now so kind of looking forward to finally getting a chance to check this one out. And then on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday we continue the good times are rolling with that Arrow video assortment looking at the orgies of Edo. Um, that one is the selection that came out three weeks ago. So once again, kind of looking forward to checking that one out. I've never seen it. I know it by reputation and it's been in my collection for what, about two years now. So feels good to be breaking that cellophane and sitting down and watching that movie. On the Teapots Collective, this weekend you'll be getting Doing the Nasty. We will be looking at the chant of Jimmy the Backsmith and we will also be looking at Suspiria on... Opera Omnia's front, we just dropped an episode yesterday, myself, Bo Ransdell, looking at David Fincher movies. We've reached movie number four in his filmography, which is Fight Club. It's a great conversation, you should check it out. And then, of course, Jaws is Shite and other regrettable outbursts dropped a brand new episode for this month. It came out on Friday. You can jump across to the Facebook page to get all the details on how to listen to it. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. And all those shows are found under tputzcast.com. There we go, that's how we do it. Nice, short, sharp, and upfront and honest with all the deets. Nothing is hidden from you under the stairs. Right, promos are coming for shows that I love. The trailer is coming for 13 Frightened Girls. When I return, myself and Derek are discussing that movie right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I'm Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right, we have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. 
Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Spider, spider, do your duty. Catch a girl and trap a beauty. The Candy Web. Entangling the students of an exclusive school for girls in a network of terrifying and suspenseful adventures. Forever. What starts as a playful flirtation suddenly takes a sinister turn. Trapped in a house of mystery, caught in a web of deadly menace. Candy, this is not a game you've been playing. This is for real, and there's no place to hide. Innocence stands face to face with terror. If you don't tell me, I shall have to call someone here to make you. Spider! You know about him? That's impossible. She sees too much. She knows too much. The spider receives his orders. She must be killed immediately. Welcome back, ladies and gents. So yeah, we are continuing our run through the William Castle at Columbia box sets. We are in the second movie of box set number two, which means there are only two movies left after this one. Not that we're counting down by any stretch of the imagination. Up on this one, we will be looking at 13 Frightened Girls from 1963. Joining me as always through this series is my good buddy, Derek. Derek, how are you doing? Good. Uh, besides the title being misleading for this movie, but uh, we'll get into it in a minute. <laughs> you know, I mean, at, at, at this point, I'm just, I'm just surprised that we're surprised that William Castle pulled a fast one. I mean, it just kind of feels like that's the, I mean, that's the nature of the beast. Like, as you know, like oh, 13, 13 frightened girls. I don't think that's going to be 
right and it wasn't it wasn't at all um yeah this is once again we're kind of in the kind of i would say teen comedy territory there's a bit of there's a bit of spy shit in here but it's mostly like this this to me reminds me of for the most part anyway tv shows like bewitched and stuff like that, that i grew up watching you know what i mean mm-hmm. which even then were reruns when i was growing up it, it's very for the most part the music the the acting the fact it's in color uh, we'll get to that as well um all of it's just a bit twee, but then there's this kind of very much a William Castle streak in the background here, where things are just off. They're not quite on the on on par or on point with with the tone. They're just off a little bit, and as a result, it kind of leaves you in a little bit of a head scratching appearance. Um, the synopsis for this one loosely is that we have. 15 girls, not 13. 15. <laughs> 15. Why? I mean, it's obviously 13 is an unlucky number, so we'll use 13, but then just cast 13. I, I, honestly, it's, it's fucking maddening. 13 diplomats' daughters who are at the same school together. Uh, they are taking a little summer vacay, as you do. Um, and through a series of intrigue, and intrigue is the strong word for something that's not really intrigue um haphazard shenanigans uh, our main our main heroine question mark uh candy who is the daughter of the american diplomat becomes a, a kind of spy on the side to woo her crush who is a man maybe in his 50s and she's 16 and we're going to talk about that uh, who played he's the dude that plays the mayor in Jaws isn't he yeah Murray Hamilton yeah, yeah that's right I was wondering I, I, when I was looking at this I was like oh shit um, but yeah we're going to get to that as well and after that it's a whole, a whole lot of who gives a fuck bodies being found mystery intrigue you know spy names and and, and nonsense essentially right to the very end. Um, notable for this collection, it's the first William Castle movie we've had in colour, which is shocked you because you sent me a message saying I'm just trying to kind of adjust to the fact that this movie's in in colour. I will say this, cinematography on this Blu-ray, fucking beautiful. Looks yeah, it really, looks great. It looks really, really, really nice. And it makes you wonder why he waited so long to do colour. Probably cost, I would imagine, but... Um, yeah. At the same time, though, the, the dude can still direct the shit out of a movie, even if the subject matter itself is a bit, eh. Um, t- t- let's open the dialogue here, because we do have things to say, but we're kind of starting to get into it before I record. I was like, no, no, save it. Save it for the recording, Derek. Save it for the recording. Um, what did you make of 15 not-so-frightened girls? Well, uh, first off, Every girl I knew that was named Candy ended up being kind of a slut in real life. <laughs> and this movie really proves that fairy forward more. Because, at home. Uh... <laughs> you know, because this little girl should hang out with the little girl from uh, the, the movie we reviewed our last series there, uh, The Child. And... Mm. The oh little God. kid from the, oh the kid from the pit, and the kid from the pit. Oh yeah, they, yep. They should all hang out together. 
because Candy has some serious daddy issues, as you can see. And Probably because her dad doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. He's like, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> you know, I'll set you up with Wally, who, who ends up becoming a bad guy later. We'll get into that later. Yes, oh yes. So many, yeah. twists and so many twists and turns. So much, much intrigue. <laughs> You know, th this movie is pretty much like a giant Nancy Drew episode yes. with a sprinkle of Scooby-Doo mixed mm -hmm. within it. And a dose know, of Spy Kids, maybe? Minus the yeah, cake? <laughs> you, you know Robert Rodriguez definitely seen this movie. He must have. He must have. <laughs> you know, it was, I was actually, you know, I'm not going to say it's a bad watch, but some of it is kind of cringy, some of the dialogue yep. and yep. jokes and stuff. Because you're just revolving around characters which you normally wouldn't follow teenage girls and yeah. it's weird even though may ling's actually 23 i'll get into that in a minute because i'm, <laughs> I'm kind of glad i didn't i found that out after the fact because i'm like why am i kind of aroused <laughs> you know you know i need to stop this film and question my choices right now oh no no i don't uh, that's good that's good play uh so <laughs> yeah exactly the fact and you know, it's, it's like a little girl adventure with, with some weird undertones of where, you know, Candy's just trying to rape Murray Hamilton for half the movie. And, you know, the reason she starts becoming a spy is because she's like, I want to fuck you so hard, Murray Hamilton. Mm. You know, it's like, it's weird because then there's like this weird triangle where a soldier, like her the actual girlfriend or fiance actually is like, you know, me and Candy can share you. I'm like, what? Yes. What the fuck is wrong yes. with you? It's all wrong. It's all wrong. And this like, little 16-year-old girl who's moonlighting as a spy um, has a bit of a journey involving dead bodies. I think that's the thing. Like, it, it's, like The inclusion of a dead body, and even the Nancy Drew mystery, isn't something that is necessarily like out of bounds. But there is a scene here where she finds a dead body in uh, like a, like a walking freezer and she then for some reason inexplicable reason i know why it is it's to get the clue from it she slowly pulls the knife out of the guy's chest and i was just like uh what are we doing here william um could can we get a sense check on what sort of movie this actually is because it feels that, that specifically and you're right like a third of this movie is her infatuation with a man who is maybe three times her age um as in this, in this movie, three times the age, not as in real life, um, and that's awkward and it's it's awful, um, and it just every time they're on screen together and she's making the fuck eyes at him, um, I, my skin crawls and it's not comfortable to watch. But then there's the other part, which is this, you know, like, you know, I'm a schoolgirl. Look at me, I'll be a a spy and the humour like you see some of the dialogue is really bad but then some of it works really well and I, I kind of found myself watching it in a kind of sense of confusion in that I I was never entirely sure what sort of movie it was and what sort of market or age range it was being aimed at because I would imagine when this came out it was aimed at adults I can't imagine this being aimed at teenagers because that was never really Castle's concern so to speak and I was kind of feeling that maybe once again it's a different time but like 1963 post-cycle our audiences not wanting something a bit more gruff I don't know yeah the thing we did too is like 
just the whole poster mark makes it look like a movie that it's not even like, oh yeah <laughs> like like you think you're gonna go into like a horror movie where maybe like a killer stalking 13 girls it's a teen spy thriller yeah literally <laughs> like i was being you were excited at the end of the last episode even when i read it the synopsis i was like we're moving back into thriller territory 13 frightened girls this has got promise and then it, you realize really quickly it makes me start to worry about his next movie because his next movie is the old dark house and i'm like that right well that's a horror movie if that's not a that's a teen comedy Burn this motherfucker down, Derek. Well, well, burn this well, motherfucker well, down. Well, I actually know a little bit about that. So one, so I know what we're going into because I know. Thank fuck. I think because I, I think I know that one's a little bit more on the comedy side with mixing with like the old dark house tropes. See, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm just I'm kind of a bit confused at this because, and once again, like when you do a little bit of research in this one, the the castle gimmicks are here on show in fact this is maybe his most gimmicky gimmicks of just not giving you something when you walk in the cinema although you did um at the time when you went to the cinema you were given i, I want to say it was like a, a bit of paper or a plaque or something and if you licked your finger and rubbed it over it uh, you'd be found whether you were in danger or not and if you were in danger you got a prize uh, i don't uh. know what that prize was but you got a prize um Obviously, the, the big thing here is... Well, his biggest kind of selling point here was he was going international for his casting and each of the girls was going to come from the country they represented. Apparently, that never quite worked all the way through. Um, and a few of them turned out to be, wait for it, American. Um, and the and the thing about the indicator one is we get the, the, the kind of alternate um, intros, which I was trying to... Parsis in my brain. So in the, the the kind of original version, Candy's the one driving the bus at the beginning, and we get all her dialogue. There's a couple of different versions which have different characters who represented those different countries in the beginning, doing it in their native tongue, like driving in their language. But then they're not the main character. So it's literally only five minutes at the beginning, and then you follow Candy regardless. Which I don't know what that. Like, I understand the, the novelty of, oh, wow, this she's from my country and she's doing my life. Oh, she's going to be a main character. Wait one second, I'm not going to see her again for another hour. <laughs> it's, it's such the most, like, William Castle, William Castle move, you know what yeah. I mean? Of, of all, it's just, I don't... It's, it's kind of like, weirdly it gets to a point where I'm like, was he never confident? what he was doing that he had to like I understand the gimmicks with the horror movies I understand where they work in that like the, the spooky vision and you know the the tingler sensation and all I understand those and at, at a weird level that immersive sort of cinema is kind of swinging its way back around now we have that now and it, it, you know it's kind of taken off and people like that sort of that kind of immersive environment but on this one I don't understand as an audience member why I should be excited that of the 15 girls in this movie they're all from different countries. I don't I don't understand how that makes me well I need to go and see the next William Castle movie. It just feels cheap. Even by yeah. his, even by his standards it just feels kind of cheap. Uh, I just don't understand the the logic behind it. I also just don't like the alternate intros just feel like a really cheap way of of trying to get a market who's already there they're already there to see your movie they don't understand that it's going to open with a girl that's not going to be 
not candy, if you know what I mean. I, I was trying, because I was reading a bit more into it today to see if it had been a success, and I can't find anything anywhere to say that this marketing campaign did anything for this movie. So it makes you wonder why go to all that effort doing that when you you know you're also trying to make a film and all the rest. And I understand the idea of spectacle. We've talked about it. That idea, the you know the kind of spirit of matinee um, about we're going to give the audience a show. I get that, but I don't. This feels like the least like a show out of everything he's done. And then Zotz all he gave them was a fake medallion. Um, <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and this one, it just feels like you you didn't even get that for participating. Um, yeah. I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 like, there's so many elements that I think are. I, I don't think the acting's bad. Um, although I think the dialogue's pretty crap. I, I think the story is okay for what it is but I don't think I'm the target market for the the yeah. story I think the cinematography is beautiful I think the camera work is awesome the colour vibrant even the score even though it's kind of quirky and fun um, I mean it's fine but I just like at the end of it I was just confused as to who this is actually aimed at because it doesn't feel like it's aimed at adults at all it feels like it's aimed at kids but at the same time, there's one or two things in here that I find troublesome for for a kid audience. So, yeah, I, I'm just I, I like it, I finished watching it about an hour ago, and I've kind of just like been sitting dumbfounded since, just confused as to what this achieves for him, or I like I I don't even know if this movie was successful. You got another movie oh, yeah. after this, but you had a contract, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's a really interesting. Yeah, you know. And- you know, there, there are some moments of this movie I did crack up at. I mm. fucking, and you know, I didn't guess who the spider was till the very end. It was kind of <laughs> hilarious when it ends up being the fucking her driver, the chauffeur, the yeah. <laughs> you know, Wally himself. You not Wally, fucking uh, I forget his name, Walt. Walt, uh, Walt, isn't it? It's Walt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walt, the the, the chauffeur. Yeah, like at the end when that reveal was coming, I was like. Oh, but then even at that point, I'd forgotten who Spider was, like as a character, because he'd been mentioned about seven times with no spider. review. Call the Spider now. <laughs> the, 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 the uncle of Mei Ling's fucking hilarious. Oh God, yeah. Like there's some, there's some, uh, there's some good old fashioned. Um, we're just going to paint up an actor and, and get him to do, and get him to do bad Asian accents in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like cringy. Um, yeah. I, Honestly, I don't want to shortchange anyone. I literally have nothing to say about this movie out with. It has, it puts forward a 16-year-old girl who is breaking international law to try and impress a man who starts to get attracted to her, which is troublesome. Yes. And it's like the whole crazy scene too is that scene where she's seducing that other dude. (laughs) You know, the Peter... Peter, Peter, you know, and he's like, you know, would you like a drink? I have a ginger ale, and you know, <laughs> Peter ends up trying to kill her, and then all of a sudden she moves one inch, and he falls over. It's like the fucking window, so you get like some north by northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I like that. That scene's probably the only scene where you like any like tension building, really, where you kind of like maybe <laughs> something bad's gonna happen to this girl because she gets Bill Cosby. First, you know, <laughs> and then you know, and then she's gonna end up being thrown off a ledge. Thank yeah. God for the 
the housemaid and shit. Housemaid, can I fix your bed? You know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's so ironic. You're lucky, you little bit. And my only, my other favorite shot is the whole shot fade in shot where the, you see like kitten, little cat, fucking walking with the world. Yes, going round and round. And yeah, that's it's a great shot. shot. It's a great, great, great shot. And then you know, transitions to the just the cat at the the foot of the owner. I like. It's a great, great, great shot. Um, it's getting shades of Indiana Jones, but with a cat head. Um, yeah. just, da, 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 but we didn't yeah. get that. Kitten stomping all over the world. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah, like I don't know. Um. I don't know. It's kind of hokey. You know, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I'm the same. I'm the same. I'm like, there's like, I can't say I hated this movie because, like, I see it's a, it's a handsome looking movie. You know what I mean? The color, the color scheme is really pleasant to look at. The camera work is really great. I I, I love the fact it dares to have scope, and you know, and and kind of almost on some level like real world stakes. I kind of appreciate it for that. And like I say, the acting as well is good, but yeah. it's good actors reciting bad lines uh, <laughs> in a movie with with questionable uh, sexuality and yeah. like predicaments. Like I say, the murder stuff. Like there's a bit where they grab her and they go to put her on a meat hook, like fucking like Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre style, and I'm like, what? and she's screaming, and I'm like that. Because every now and again, I was like, this feels like a kid's movie. It must have been a kid's movie. And then I see something like that. I'm like, mm. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Just a mixed bag, I think, is the best way to describe it. It just felt like a mixed bag. Some stuff works really well. Some stuff doesn't work really well. Overall, it's a moderately entertaining watch. I'll never watch this again. Uh, you know, I've done it. I've like one and done on 13 Frightened Girls. And I, I, I feel no need to ever really go back and check this out yeah it's, it might be a while for me too yeah. you know, maybe if I'm curious on a special feature maybe I'll watch and put the disc back in but yeah I'm glad I watched it but yeah definitely one that I won't see myself return to too often yeah well let's say let's, like I said I feel like we're shortchanging people but it's literally all we have to say about it and if what you are kind of hinting at might be true in the next one. You're likely going to get a longer episode. Um, let's do grades before we talk about the next movie. Um, so, you know, we do Netflix grades over here, our old Netflix grades. One is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, five is loved it. And we do 0.5s as well over here. We both landed on a 2.5 for the previous movie, Zots. Remember Zots? Um... Mm -hmm. <laughs> What are you thinking about for 13 Frightened Girls? I, you know, I liked it a little bit more than Zots, mm. but I think I should, I'm should. i going to stick with a 2.5 either way, you know. Yep. It, it, I think it's about the same rating with that one. I'm with but, you 100% again. We are simpatico on these recordings. I'm like you, I think it feels, that feels right. Like, you know, I didn't like this movie. It just feels really, really strong. It's, it's too... It's too innocuous to be a movie that I dislike. Um, yeah. But there's not enough in here that I could say, oh, wow, I like this movie. It's just, uh, yeah, it feels comfortably somewhere between. So, yeah, that's where we are. That's where we are with this one. Um, we are, like, we are. We will be moving and testing track on, uh, a, like, a different 
movie now. The second last, the penultimate one. Can you believe that already? Penultimate one in the series. And we will be taking a look at the old dark house. Now this one, (laughs) this one is a British American co-production comedy horror film. Um, the technically it's a remake of the Universal's 1932 film of the same name directed by the late great James Whale uh, which was based on the 1927 novel by J.B. Priestley um, I, there's a synopsis Tom Penderell, an American car salesman in London delivers a car to an old mansion on Dartmoor for his eccentric roommate Casper Femme car is damaged by a falling statue in a raging storm. Tom enters the house to find that his roommate Casper is dead. Tom is invited to stay by the the members of the house, who are the Casper family, including his twin brother Jasper, his cousins and the demure lady Sully? Cecily? Or whatever. I don't know. And the seductive Morgana and Uncle Popfer. Uh, who's been building an arc in anticipation of a great flood. I'm going to go no further in that plot synopsis. It sounds delightfully weird. Um, and we will we will see... So this was a co-production between William Castle uh, and what he was doing and Hammer. So this is an early... Yeah. Early Hammer... Well, I was going to say early Hammer. Not an early Hammer. It's it's kind of... Not peak Hammer either, but it's Hammer Hammer. It's Hammer time. Stop. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be interested to see what comes of this. You have heard things good or bad about this? Uh, I heard as long as you go into it, you might enjoy it more. <laughs> right. Pretty much. You Give know yourself I mean? over I, to the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I knew this one was more comedy sent going into it from a few reviews of like some of my YouTube friends have done reviews on this movie. So I kind of knew that going into it. You yeah. know? What, what, I, what I love here is on Wikipedia um, there's some conflicted things that are being said about it but the, 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 the great one here from apparently from the Hammer story, the authorised history of Hammer film, it called it one of the oddest pictures that Hammer Horror Productions ever made but strangely endearing, you have me in you have me in already I can't, I, I'm looking forward to this one and like I see we're, we're on the way we're on the way out you know, it's got Tom Poston in this one, so we're going to get a chance to see your good buddy Zots again, and um, <laughs> yeah, like, get reacquainted. But yeah, we're 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 on the way out now. Two movies, and that's us done with this box set, and we will see where we end up next. Derek, you're a busy man. You do things. There's been stuff dropping this week. Um, yeah. Well, you're very busy. Uh, let the people out there know what you've been up to and where they can check it out. I'll keep it simple. I'll just do the ones that have been released. Keep it nice and sweet and short, Duncan, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, New Cinema Attack just dropped, where we did three video game movies, Rampage, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yes, when we, that one's guest star and Miss Lacey Liu. I've cut to the chase, and they're here. Check that out. Also, their hair new episode actually just dropped recently. We did Teristas and Zombievers. That's singing, <laughs> of course. You know, uh, fun, that was a fun episode. Good to begin that show back off to a start. Mm-hmm. And then uh, No More Room in Hell just dropped where we did Valerie and Her Week of Wonders and the Noonday Witch. Huh. Uh, two Czechoslovakian movies. The Czechoslovakia, you know. But uh, yeah, 
that's about it for me. Uh, of course, Underwater Kaiju is still on hiatus. We're still trying to figure out a date for that one. Mm-hmm. So check out all three of those shows and uh, Underwater Kaiju. They're out there. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's. Uh, I, I did. I did see that you'd been. Uh, the stuff had been dropping thick and fast, and I thought to myself, I was like, like, is you're you're a bit like me sometimes when there's other projects happening like it takes the time to get things going and then all of a sudden they all release at once and you're like eh, sorry guys <laughs> literally you're like because that, that's happened to like my, my week's been a weird one um and uh i i, I did a kind of rare guest appearance and it, it yeah. landed about the same time uh as when i was putting out everything else which doesn't usually happen um yeah, yeah well thank you very much Dirk, for joining me we like i say two left to go and then we are done with this box set we can cast an eyes over something else although it's probably gonna have to be short and sweet because the summer series looms oh boy does it loom um we are going to loom uh okay <laughs> take my final break of this episode though ladies and gents when i come back i'm closing at this show and i'm doing it right after this You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 280, continuing our look at the William Castle at Columbia box sets. This was the sixth instalment looking at 13 Frightened Girls. Only two movies left in the box sets before we put them to bed. Thanks very much to my guest Derek for joining me on this episode. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. Whatever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you never miss any episodes that drop and you have access to the entire back catalogue of content. Subscribe to the Teapots Collective, the sister feed for this channel, and you get shows like Where to Begin with, Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty, and Chronicle, all free with their back catalogues, archives over there as well. If you visit the website tputzcast.com, you can find the links to all the shows as well as a link to Jaws is Shite and other regrettable outbursts, the booze-based banter podcast with myself, The Baz, and Scott and Liam vs. Evil, shooting the shit, being entertaining, and making ourselves cringe, and you while listening. So yeah, that is available over there as well. You can visit the merch page for Podcasts Under the Stairs at tputzcast.bigcartel.com. On Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast. The Teapots Collective is just simply facebook.com forward slash cast. And Jaws is shite and other regrettable outbursts is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. You can reach out and interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teapotscast. The podcast under the stairs returns this Thursday to do some talking on the movie called Slacks, which is exclusively available on Shudder, so get it watched before that review drops. And until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. <laughs>